I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and harmony in all your relationships. Over the years, when I share what I do with someone, I often hear, oh, that's very important work because communication is everything. This is music to my ears, of course. But what does this everything mean? And how can we achieve this everything with our communication? Well, this is the topic I'm discussing in this episode. Today, I am going to share with you why communication is the foundation of everything, or at least of most of what you want in your life, including surviving. Let's get right into it. Do you know much about the life of non-human animals? How about spotfin lionfish or bears? Do you know what these two have in common with each other or with us humans? Like humans, the spot lionfish and the bear is a gorgeous creature who needs to make sure they stay alive for as long as they can. You can relate to this, right? To do this, they need food, shelter, and a safe environment. Unlike human animals, though, the spotfin lionfish and the bear spends most of their life alone, unless it's mating season. But outside of that mating season, when the spotfin lionfish or the bear sees another animal of their own species, do you know what they do? They fight. And this is not because they're mean. This is because being alone is how they survive. Being self-reliant and finding their own food and shelter is how they make it. But you and I, we can't do that. Yes, you can be independent and autonomous. I'm certainly that. But you and I, like all humans, we are relational beings. We need each other to survive. We have needed other humans from the day we were born. If you and I had been left alone after we were born, we would have not made it. I wouldn't be talking to you right now and you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Think about it. When you were a baby, you couldn't even move. You had to be fed and soothed and clothed and bathed held for months. And even when you grew and you could move around and walk, you couldn't really ensure your survival all by yourself. You needed other people around you. You needed adults around you. Adults who helped you survive by keeping you safe and with whom you learned to communicate to call their attention so that they could feel connected to you and help you. We could say, and I know I'm simplifying a lot of neuroscience, biology, sociology, psychology, but we could say that you and I, like all humans, 
we developed our communication so that we could make sure that our caregivers, the adults around us, would take care of us and would help us survive by taking care of the two fundamental needs that we have as human beings, without which we cannot survive. Do you know what I'm talking about? I am talking about safety and connection. Without safety, we can't survive. And this is very obvious. If not, do a simple Google search on how to keep a baby safe and you will get, like I just did, over 2 billion results in 0.59 seconds. Or you can hang around parents of little ones and you can notice how many times they say phrases like, don't do that, that's not safe. As adults, we know we need to keep children safe. That's how they survive. We talk about safety all the time. In my coaching sessions, when I work with parents, the topic of how we are keeping the children safe comes up in almost every session. But what's not discussed often enough, not in every household, and Something that we need to start talking about more often is that we humans cannot survive without connection either. We need to have more conversations about how we as adults need to connect with children and need to keep children connected to other human beings so that they can survive. We also need to have conversations about how we adults need to keep ourselves connected to other human beings because connection is as important as safety. We cannot survive without connection. And we have the research to prove it now. But it seems that at least the Western world didn't pay much attention to connection until the 20th century when we were having lots of orphanages due to world wars. During and after the First and Second World War, there was an incredible quantity of babies and children who became orphans because their fathers died, their mothers were displaced, and these young children ended up in orphanages. During this time, in these orphanages, young babies had food, clothing, and shelter. And we used to believe that this was enough to guarantee children's safety, and if they had safety, they could survive. But despite having safety from food, clothing, and shelter, these babies were dying in large numbers. At first, this was a mystery. Why were these babies dying if they were kept safe? They had food, they had clothing, they had shelter. Well, this mystery didn't change until girls were brought in to watch these babies and report what was happening. These girls naturally started holding the babies, talking to them, connecting with them, playing with them, and the mystery was solved. Deaths almost stopped. This experience led to a lot of research which concluded that for us human beings, connection is crucial if we are to survive. And research has shown again and again that even when children have their basic needs met, 
they cannot survive unless they have a sense of connection with other human beings. And of course, if we as human beings don't have a sense of connection and we can't survive, we can't thrive. What we know now through neuroscience is that our brains are wired for connection. And do you know how we connect with one another in one of the most powerful ways in which you and I connect with one another is through communication. Now, don't take my word for it. I actually invite you to take a moment right now to remember an instance when you as a kid felt safe, happy, at ease. I can tell you what mine is. It's actually one of my first memories. I was a toddler and this was in the early 70s. My father was working a lot and that meant that I only saw him at night when he came back from his big projects. He was an architect at the time and he was working all the time. But at night, he would give me a bath. And my sisters, who were teenagers at the time, they would wrap me in a warm towel that they had warmed with a yellow hair dryer. <laughs> I still remember my dad taking me gently out of the water, my sisters wrapping me in a warm towel, and then my dad holding me in his arms like a burrito. And whenever I remember this, like in this moment, I feel very tender in my heart. I feel what it was like to feel connected with another human being. If you did take a moment and you thought about a time when you felt safe, happy, at ease as a child, your memory most likely occurred in the presence of another human being who at that very moment was connecting with you, communicating with you in some way, in some gentle loving way. But of course, the mere act of communicating, of using words or body language to express ourselves, doesn't mean that we can guarantee connection. So we need to be aware of how we're using our language to foster connection with others. It is when we choose connection with others that not only we survive, but we can actually thrive. Are you worried about work and do you want to not just survive but thrive at work? Well, then you need to communicate with the people you work with in a way that fosters connection. Do you want to have a deep relationship with family and friends? Then you need to communicate with them in a way that fosters and maintains connection. You want to have more peace and more harmony in your life? Then you need to choose connection as you talk to yourself in your internal dialogue. Do you want to have a nourishing, long-lasting, intimate relationship with your partner? Then you need to communicate in a way that cultivates connection. And you also need to know how to repair the bond of connection when it weakens or frays. So as you can see, in all our relationships... We need a sense of safety and a sense of connection. And to achieve that sense of connection, we need to communicate in a way that fosters that connection intentionally. 
Because, of course, a lot of the communication that happens doesn't necessarily lead to connection. This is what my clients come to me for, because they want to learn how to feel connected to others so that they're no longer afraid of surviving and they can actually feel that thriving is a possibility for them. There's a lot of communication that we have learned that creates this connection. And it leads us to believe that we have to keep ourselves alone, distant, shut down, or in fighting mode, like the spot fin lionfish or the bear, in order to survive. But don't worry, I got you covered. In the next few podcast episodes, I am going to teach you how to become aware of the perils of communication that create disconnection so that you can avoid them. In the meantime, I encourage you to notice how the language you're using in your communication right now is creating more or less connection. You know how you can start? You can start by looking into how your communication is creating more or less connection in your most important relationships. And please, let me know how it goes. I love hearing from you. Also, if you have any questions, remember I do a monthly Q&A podcast episode. You can record your question very easily by visiting languagealchemy.com forward slash podcast question and I'll answer your question on the podcast. And now, as we come to the end of this episode, I'd like to specially thank my client, Denise, for telling me that creating a podcast would help more people understand that we are wired for connection. Thank you, Denise. I'll talk to you next week. And as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. The music for the podcast was composed by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links I mentioned here on the show notes and on my website at languagealchemy.com.